Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 54 of the Neuro Experience Podcast. I'm Louise Nicola. I am your host. And today is what happens in your brain when you fear something. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? I'm at the Everlast headquarters checking out the new gloves that they've got here. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see all the videos that I put up when I come in here in the stories. Um, I I like to have a bit of fun with the gloves and with this uh, boxing man that they've got here um, with all of the famous boxers' signatures on it. It's quite fun being in this office, uh, incredibly grateful and incredibly excited. Now, I want to put this out there to you. podcast is picking up, people are loving it, people are learning, which is the most important thing. I'm going to start interviewing influencers. And when I say influencers, I mean people who actually are doing amazing work in the space of mental health, uh, physical health, spiritual health, any type of health. If you can recommend anyone who thinks, uh, anyone that you think would be absolutely brilliant um, on this podcast, even having a great banter with me, please let me know. I'd be interested. I'm looking for psychiatrists, uh, sexologists. I'm looking for um, boxing coaches. I'm looking for top-notch people who can deliver brilliant content and can also uh, have a conversation with me, which sometimes is proven to be a difficult task. Let me know in the comments um, of the Instagram post or send me an email or whatever you need to do. So, let's do that. So, let's get into, that to, let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, fear. We've all experienced fear. You know, fear is, it may as well be as old as life on earth because it's fundamental. It's deeply, it's a deeply wired reaction evolved over the history of biology. So why do we have fear? I mean, fear is somewhat, it's very existent in life because when you look, when you break down fear and the chemicals Um, that are excreted during that time of fight or flight or fear, as I'll say, uh, the same chemicals that are experienced and excreted excreted during happiness and, and when we're at our happiest state. So what makes the difference between getting, you know, a rush and feeling completely, uh, terrorized? That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. So let's break down fear. From the brain's perspective. So fear reaction starts in the brain and spreads through the body to make adjustments for the best defense. So it's a it's basically a response to say, uh, I need to protect myself. Okay, so that's what happens. So the fear response starts in the region of the brain called the amygdala. Now, these are almond-shaped um, set of nuclei in the temporal lobe of the brain, and it's basically it's responsible for detecting the emotional salience of the stimuli. So basically how much does something stand out to us? So our amygdala, it fires. Okay. So the amygdala activates and whenever we see a human face with an emotion, that's what happens with the amygdala. That's when it activates. So this reaction is more pronounced with anger and fear. So a threat stimulus such as the sight of a predator, like a tiger, um, it triggers a fear response in the amygdala, which activates 
areas involved in preparation for motor functions involved in fight or flight. So what that means is once our amygdala is activated and we think that, okay, there's a tiger coming towards us, we get ready to fight and survive. So what happens then? So first of all, we've seen, we've seen something of threat. It's, you know, it's gone, that threat has then gone into our amygdala, okay, our amygdala, which are the almond-shaped um, nuclei in our brain, ha- starts to fire, and then this leads to bodily changes, okay, and this prepares us to be more efficient in danger. So the, the brain then becomes hyper-alert, so your pupils start to dilate, um, your bronchi dilates, which means when your bronchi dilates, it means that we start to breathe uh, better. Our breathing starts to accelerate. And that happens because our brain is like, hey, we're about to die. So we need to be delivering more oxygen to the body so we can survive. Now, how do we do that? Well, we need to dilate the bronchi so we can um, accelerate that breathing. Then what happens? Well, heart rate and blood pressure rise. Uh, blood flow and like streams of glucose travels to the skeletal muscles and that all starts to increase. Now, organs not vital in survival, such as the gastrointestinal system, therefore it slows down. So our organs start to shut down. Reproduction starts to shut down because when we're in the moment of, hey, I'm about to die, a tiger's running after me, the body's not concerned with making a child. So it says, well, hey, we're not going to make babies right now. So let's shut that part of the, let's shut that part of the body down. So let's move on. There's a part of the brain called the hippocampus and it's closely connected with the amygdala. We've probably all heard of the hippocampus. It's um, involved in memory. Okay, so the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex help the brain interrupt the perceived threat. So they are both involved in a higher level of processing of context. So basically, this enables us to, this enables a person to know whether a perceived threat is real or not real. So the prefrontal cortex is the executive part of the brain. It's the CEO brain. It's involved in focus and decision-making. So that's the area of the brain that says, this is a real threat. There really is a tiger running after us, or it really isn't a threat. Okay. So seeing a lion in the wild can trigger a strong fear reaction, but the response to a view of the same lion at a zoo, for example, is more of curiosity and thinking that the lion is cute. So Basically, what I'm saying is that our thinking circuitry uh, of the brain reassures our emotional areas of the brain that we are in fact okay and that we're not going to die. So fear is actually a very interesting topic. Fear actually creates a distraction, which can be a positive experience, I guess, in some sense. But when something scary happens in that moment, we are on high alert and we're not preoccupied with other things that might be on our mind. And that brings us to the here and now. So when we experience these frightening things with people in our lives, we often find that emotions can be contagious in a positive way. So we are social creatures, us humans, we are social creatures and we're able to learn from one another. So when you look over to your friend 
at the haunted house and she's quickly gone from screaming to laughing, socially, you're able to pick up on her emotional state, which can positively influence your own uh, emotional state. So while these factors, you know, context, distraction, social learning have potential to influence the way we experience fear, our biggest learning and theme that connects all of this together is our sense of control. So when we're able to recognize what is and isn't a real threat, that's, I guess that's ultimately the place where we feel the most in control. That perception of control is vital to how we experience and respond to fear. So why am I bringing this up? Why is it such a hot topic? Because a little bit of fear protects us from danger, okay? But too much of it can cause serious psychological discomfort and in some cases mental health problems, which is what I see on a daily basis. So if we now know that the amygdala is the first thing to fire whenever we see something and whenever we're fearing something, it's if that's the first thing that fires, then how can we learn how to shut down our amygdala so we can overcome fear? I'm going to teach you that now. First and foremost, if we want to shut down our amygdala, the first thing that we can do is start asking tiny questions. So like I said before, your amygdala plays a heavy role in your fight or flight response. It's a physiological reaction to something threatening. So your big dreams aren't the problem. Your whatever it is that you're fearing, your your opponent, your mother, your father, the world, uh, the traffic, going to work, being late. That's not the problem. That's not what you're fearing. Your amygdala is the problem. And you can turn your amygdala off by asking small questions. So when I decided that I wanted to excel in my career, for example, I didn't start out with the question like, how can I help my company revolutionize the world? No, that question would terrify even the most capable person. Instead, I took a step back and asked tiny questions. You know, I I thought about things like, what's one benefit that I can do to help deliver to my audience? Or what can I do for 10 minutes every single day that will bring me closer towards completing my project? These tiny questions um, aren't intimidating at all. In fact, they're quite doable. So we need to be able to eradicate fear by taking small, relentless steps um, so once you start asking yourself tiny questions, then you can start asking and taking tiny actions. And this is all about tiny. You know, the key is to pick things that are small enough to keep your amygdala from getting in the way. Okay. Remember amygdala, those tiny little almond shaped things in your brain. We want to be able to calm them down. Now, if we calm them down, we won't have the same emotional response to the fear. Okay, so when you put yourself up against a mountain, the big steps you're forced to take will trigger your flight or fright response, right? And this will ultimately lead uh, lead to stress and burnout. So if you want to achieve a massive goal, start to break it down into tiny little steps because these tiny little steps tells your brain that, hey, I can do this. Hey, this is easy. And that keeps your amygdala nice and calm. So you're not going to get into that hyperactive, um, responsive, uh, stress, fearful state. Last but not least, 
in order to calm our amygdala down, we have to train our brain to visualize. So to get yourself to do something that scares you, you need to be able to visualize yourself doing it first because we want to prepare our brains. Remember, our brains are, they don't want to be um, in a situation where they don't know what's happening. Okay. It doesn't want to be surprised. So you need to visualize whatever your goal is over and over because repetition is how your brain masters new skills. And if you consistently visualize whatever goal this is every single day, you'll start to mentally master the action. Then all your body has to do is basically follow through. Yes, it's that easy. That is exactly what I'm saying. So the key to effective visualization is to involve excruciating detail. Now, I've gone through a visualization many times in my morning routine. Um, I I discuss visualization in probably 50% of my podcast episodes because it's so important to mastering any skill or even mastering life performance. So you need to visualize what it's going to look like. Whatever your goal is, visualize what it's going to look like just as much as what it's going to sound like and feel like and emote like. What are these? Yes, they're our senses, guys. We want to involve our senses when we're visualizing. So you need to be able to imagine how you'll react to different possible scenarios, including the worst possible scenario. For example, what will you do if you fail? What will be the alternative actions to this if you fail? How will you feel if you fail? When you mentally train yourself to deal with potential failure, you won't give up. When that bump in the road actually happens, you'll be better prepared. And this calms our amygdala down. So guys, apply these concepts to big and small goals. So remember, it's not your fear. It's the way your brain reacts to it. And it's all a mathematical equation. So if we can learn to calm down our amygdala, because that's the first step in fear. If we learn to calm that down via asking it tiny questions and via visualization, then we'll have a better way of coping in our day-to-day life. We'll be able to reach our goals more effectively. And what will that do? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it will enable us to have a more high-performing life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it around. Leave me a review. Come and say hi on Instagram. That's it for today. Have an awesome day.